Welcome to Building a Greener Idaho, your weekly radio Boise program covering the intersection of people, profit, and place. I'm your co-host, Chris Wilson, and joining me in the studio today is Beth Baird with the Treasure Valley Clean Cities Coalition, and Michael Brown. He's the Airshed and Diesel Emissions Project Manager with the Idaho DEQ. I've invited our guest to join me today to talk about the Volkswagen settlement that occurred in 2016 and how funding from the settlement will be used in the state of Idaho to improve air quality. Hi, Beth and Michael. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. We're happy to have you in the studio, and um, why don't you just tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and and why you're here today? Uh, My name is Beth Baird, and I'm coordinator with the Treasure Valley Clean Cities Coalition, which is a part of the Clean Cities program uh, within the U.S. uh, Department of Energy. The mission of the program is to support uh, alternative fuels, other ways to lower petroleum use in vehicles, um, such as looking at um, fuel economy improvements and any technology changes um, as they come to us. Um, interested uh, in this program we're talking about today because it follows within that mission. Great. Uh, and I'm Michael Brown with the DEQ. And as you said, I'm an airshed and diesel emissions project manager. Uh, my role at the DEQ has uh, more historically been a pro- project manager for our diesel emissions reduction program, which has predominantly been involved with school bus retrofits, uh, retrofitting school buses with devices to reduce diesel emissions, uh, which fits in well with the VW settlement. Listeners may have re- remembered in the news, it's been a little while now, but the VW settlement um, occurred with, you know, was it was sort of an emissions testing um, snafu that resulted in a settlement to, for restitutions and, and mitigation. So um, that's directly associated with the air quality here in Idaho because we have some uh, VW owners, and um, some of those settlement dollars are coming this way to, to help us um, with the restorations. And Michael, your, your um, position with the DEQ is responsible for the uh, helping allocate that funding? Correct. Um, as this plays out in the courts, there'll be a certain process that unfolds. Uh, that process is going to include um, the DEQ is expected to be designated as uh, the designated beneficiary. Uh, and with that role, we will be managing the flow of dollars that go from the trust where that settlement money comes from to the projects being executed. And so we'll manage those projects as they, as those project ideas come in. And, and it's a, this news cycle is a, is a little stale at this point. So let's, if we could just get a little bit of a history of, of the case and, and how there even, a settlement even came about. Beth, do you have anything to say about that? Yeah, I can help you out a little bit there. Uh, Early in 2016, uh, there was a lawsuit filed against Volkswagen here in the United States alleging that uh, there were defeat mechanisms uh, installed in the vehicles that reduced the emissions uh, of those vehicles during emission tests. This is particularly had to do with nitrogen oxide emissions, uh, and uh, the emission tests would show lower emissions than actually existed. Uh, settlement was reached prior to um, any court case um, that that's not right either a settlement was reached uh, in October of 2016 and uh, a couple major programs came out of that settlement Uh, that first one was a buyback program and a lease termination program for the diesel Volkswagen owners this has been underway for a while. I would expect most diesel owners uh, that were affected by this are aware of this program, but if you're not, I would check with your dealer and uh, find out what you need to do. 
A second program would be the National Zero Emissions Vehicles Investment Plan. $1.2 billion has been set aside for this program, otherwise known as Electrify America. It's being managed by uh, Volkswagen and will actually have installed uh, many, many, many fast chargers along the nation's highways for the electric vehicles. This is a 10-year program, and the $1.2 billion will be spent over those 10 years, and it is something that will um, evolve with time, and uh, there's only so much known about it right now. The program that we're interested here in today is the Environmental Mitigation Trust. This is of more immediate interest to the folks here in Idaho. We have money that's been um, allocated to Idaho as well as other states that uh, is related to the number of Volkswagen diesel registrations that, that we have had since 2009. And uh, Michael is uh, one of the folks that's going to be running this program. Okay, thanks for that synopsis. So um, back in 2016, Volkswagen was um, ordered, a court ordered to provide a settlement for restitution for these emissions. Uh, Tests and um, some of it went to the part of it was to the consumers to get those vehicles off the road. Um, part of it is a is a is dollars that will help electrify the vehicle fleet via these charging stations, perhaps a little bit uncertain at this point. And then there's this third part of of environmental mitigation, and that's what you're working on, Michael. Right. Okay. And I'll give a little bit more background to the to the overall picture because it is confusing. There's a lot of information out there and some of the numbers that Beth had were slightly off and so I'm just gonna just provide a little bit more information that the settlement to buy back and, and retrofit affected vehicles is on the order of $10.3 billion. So it's a lot of money. Um, <clears throat> the zero emission vehicle rather than 1.2 is actually $2 billion. So that's a, it's a big investment and then the uh, emission mitigation to reduce the the, the NOx emissions, or uh, Beth referred to as nitrogen oxide emissions, is commonly referred to as NOx. Um, but that's a $2.7 billion project. And of that, there are a couple different, the way the settlements are broken down, there, there are a couple settlements, but ultimately what it's going to mean is Idaho, the Idaho settlement portion of that is going to be around $17.3 million. So we'll be getting quite an infusion of money over a 10-year period. Um, to execute projects that are designed to mitigate or reduce NOx emissions. There'll be other benefits to reducing carbon monoxide, carbon dioxide, and uh, PM 2.5 or particulate matter uh, that's normally associated with those big black clouds of smoke that you see coming from, from diesel vehicles. Uh, but the projects will be um, geared toward that. Overall, improving air quality, within the transportation sector, um, affecting projects that um, relate to uh, semi-trucks, railroads, um, ports, including boats and airport equipment, um, like the vehicles that, that transport luggage at the vehicle, those vehicles that operate on, on diesel engines. Um, and so those are the types of projects that we're looking at. And that's specific to the Environmental Mitigation Fund. Right. Okay. That's the $2.7 yeah. And there's an additional um, settlement, the three-point leader settlement, which it was 225 And that's um, those combined are what is giving Idaho that $17.3 Okay. So, and the, and the bigger numbers, the full values you're using, are those are nationwide figures? Yeah, those are the nationwide. Okay. And, and it's a little more complex. They're, they involve specific amounts of money that are designated for 
California and for the rest of the nation. Okay. And California was one of the the plaintiffs in the, the settlement case. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, to make it maybe a little bit more simple, there are three three buckets of money coming out of this. Um, one to get these vehicles off the road, one to help mitigate the um, excess pollutants they put in the atmosphere via this environmental program, and one to sort of build capacity to, to transition away from fuel-burning vehicles in general. Yeah. Okay. More specifically, to do zero, yeah, zero, zero emission, emission vehicles, yeah, right. electric vehicles, and 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 then a portion of these dollars are, are coming are allocated to Idaho, and then what are we doing with them here? <laughs> what are we doing with the dollars here? Yeah. So Idaho's portion, seventeen mil- million, as you mentioned. What? Um, how are we gonna to use those funds here? Okay. Um, the main thing is going to be there are eligible mitigation actions that are set up as part of the trust. There's uh, an appendix that details specifically what are the actions that can take place and they specify which vehicles that you can apply these funds towards so there's um, a list on on our website but but just very generally there are um, there are class 8 freight trucks these are like your freight trucks that that are the semi trucks they're the very large vehicles all these classes are based on vehicle weight Um, so they have uh, class 8 freight trucks Uh, class four through eight school buses, shuttle buses or transit buses, buses that um, transport students at Boise State, uh, buses that transport um, workers at different facilities like the INL. These are the types of like tour bus kind of Mm -hmm. vehicles that could qualify for these funds. Um, Types of vehicles that could also be applied that maybe are lesser, like ocean-going vehicles. That obviously wouldn't apply to Idaho. But well, we have are, Lewiston, Port yeah, of Lewiston. Yeah, but we have the Port of Lewiston, <laughs> and so those are um, ferries and tugs and, and port vehicles would also uh, qualify. Locomotive freight switchers, um, class 4 through 7 freight trucks, smaller freight trucks like the box trucks um, qualify. Airport ground support uh, equipment, forklifts, um, port cargo handling equipment. Um, vehicle supply equipment, and there's also an option for DERA funds. DERA funds are associated with the Diesel Emission Reduction Act, and that's part of the program that I'm more accustomed to working with, which is our our Diesel Emission Reduction Program, which has historically focused on school buses, but we're also migrating towards vehicles, um, municipality, um, road construction vehicles, um, road maintenance vehicles, uh, we're trying to work with the private sector in terms of their freight trucks um, and other ideas like that. The types of mitigation act; those are the types of vehicles that qualify. There are a certain number of um, mitigation actions that qualify um, as part of this um, the trust, which include replacing vehicles wholesale, um, a diesel for a diesel vehicle, or a diesel for an electric, diesel for electric diesel hybrid. Um, they also include other alternate energies like um, compressed natural gas or propane. So switching vehicles out for those types or upgrading engines. So if you have a vehicle that maybe um, doesn't need to be replaced or maybe the, the business or, or government um, agency doesn't need to replace it, but they could replace the engine to reduce the emissions, you can replace it in the same manner. You know, you can replace a, an older diesel for a newer diesel you could replace um, an older diesel with alternate energy like electric compressed natural gas propane. Um, And then there are the DERA options which include, these are the ones that we're more accustomed to or that we've been working with, 
and that are uh, emission reduction devices, um, basically replacing a, a, an exhaust system or exhaust pipe um, with a, a newer technology that filters out the particulate matter and the, the emissions that go through. There are also other um, technologies like idle reduction technologies, like an auxiliary power unit that will do things like start a school bus at um, a couple hours before the route begins so that you can heat the bus up without having to turn the main diesel engine on. So you're not having as much emissions coming out of that bus while it's warming up. Uh, additional applications could be um, freight vehicles that require refrigeration. Uh, when you're loading um, a refrigerated semi-truck, there's a significant period in which you have to get that box cold, then you have to load the, load, it, load the product in there, and then while it's in transit, obviously, the main engine would running. But while it's being loaded, and that preparatory could be um, fueled or could be done with an auxiliary power unit, which would keep you from having to run the main diesel engine the same way that you would do it on a school bus. And, and by doing that, you reduce the number of emissions that come out considerably. Yeah, and the, the city of Boise took on a similar project where they uh, changed the air conditioner units and their jetways uh, from powered by the by the jet fuel of the of the plane itself to you know something that emit a, was a less emitting uh, power source. Yeah, and I would think certainly, maybe I mean, I say certainly, it could be that those are the types of projects that could apply uh, for these funds as well. Okay, so. Um, a sort of a hopper full of ways that we can um, address the existing fleet and make it less emitting. But how how are you connecting with these vehicle owners and getting them into your program? And, and how does the assistance work? Like what encourages them to undertake this? Right. Well, that's a great question. I mean, the incentives are are monetary. It's economic. In addition to uh, a lot of people are motivated just purely by reducing emissions. But there's also an economic benefit because the dollars that would be spent, I mean, $17.3 million is quite a chunk of change. Mm -hmm. So for school districts, it means, you know, there's an incentive to have funding provided to replace the school bus where they would have to come up with those resources themselves. So there's an incentive there. Um, there's an incentive for businesses who are, are keen on replacing vehicles or upgrading engines, you know, repowering engines. The economic incentive is there. How we connect with them is through a series of, and what we will be doing is a series of stakeholder meetings um, and, and information that we collect from our website. So we have, we have um, mechanisms out there for people to submit project ideas. As those project ideas come in, we will incorporate it into a plan that we have to develop per this um, trust. So in order for Idaho, once Idaho becomes a designated beneficiary, we'll have a certain time period to put together a plan that will, in very broad strokes, um, describe how we intend to spend this money. It's a 10-year program, for lack of a better word, we have essentially 10 years to spend the money. We could spend it all in the first three years, or we could spend it in 10 years. It just depends on the flow of project ideas and how they're executed. Um, but, we, but we'll be collecting this information through our website and through um, stakeholder meetings that we'll have in the future. Um, so we develop this, this plan. That plan will then be submitted and then approved, and then once that's done, then we'll begin to execute the projects. So roughly speaking, we expect that um, 
that through the governor's office will be named as a designated beneficiary later this year. I can't give specifics because it's kind of still making its way through the court system to be finalized. Okay. But once it's finalized, we'll have a certain time frame to develop the mitigation plan. We'll submit that plan to the trust. The trust will have to evaluate it. And then uh, once that's approved, then we can begin to execute projects. Okay. I might add that DEQ has their website up now with the little application uh, on it that Michael mentioned to you. I would encourage everyone to take a look at that, learn about the programs uh, that are out there and what the options are for you. Fill out the application form. Let people know your ideas. That's kind of the concept here. Mm -hmm. Uh, When it comes down to proposals and actual programs getting funded, there'll be a a much more robust application program, I believe. Uh, But right now, please get your ideas to DEQ. That's why we're here today, to let you know. Okay. One thing that's important to remember, too, though, um, the website is designed to collect ideas, not formal project proposals. While as much detail that we receive is beneficial in terms of the number of vehicles, uh, the potential cost for the project that you have in mind, say, if you wanted to replace a vehicle, well, what does that new vehicle cost? That information is helpful, but not necessarily required. What it does is, you know, our our plan that we're going to have to put together um, is a broad strokes plan, but as much detail as we can provide will help have that plan approved in a more timely manner. Yeah. Uh, And it certainly gives us an idea, too, of how many project ideas we think we could absorb in a given year. Yeah, and it kind of builds your pipeline of people that will be coming to execute these projects, uh, you know, once the plan's approved. Right. And one thing that we've been at least cautioned by the EPA is that we will more than likely get uh, more project ideas than we'll have funds for. Yeah. So even for the states that are getting $70 million or, or more, um, the expectation is that regardless of where you are, um, the ideas are coming from every direction. And we've received a number of ideas already that, you know, are in the millions of dollars. Um, and so the sooner we get project ideas, the better. But the one thing to note, you don't have to have a formal project proposal. That will come once we go, uh, once we start executing the projects. Um, right now, we're just trying to put together or get sufficient ideas to put together our plan. Okay. Well, I think this is a good uh, time to take a quick break for Station ID. Uh, you're listening to Building a Greener Idaho, and we're discussing the Volkswagen emissions settlement and how that funding will, some of that funding will be making its way to Idaho to help us uh, deal with emissions in the gem state. Welcome back to Building a Greener Idaho. I'm your co-host, Chris Wilson, and I'm in the studio today with Beth Baird uh, with the Treasure Valley Clean Cities Coalition and Michael Brown, um, the Airshed and Diesel Emissions Project Manager with Idaho DEQ. Now we're talking about a pretty serious subject here, the VW settlement um, that occurred last year where VW was court-ordered to provide funding to uh, do some environmental mitigation for emissions as well as kind of pave the way to for electric vehicles to get a better foothold in, in our nation. So, um, Beth, why don't you tell us a bit about what the Treasure Valley Clean Cities Coalition is doing to, to help support um, this effort and, and this, this these funds that are going to be spent in Idaho. Yes, Chris. We are hosting an uh, EV interest group meeting oh, every few months. We've been doing this since about mid-last year. 
uh, where we have citizens come, folks who are uh, electric vehicle owners, uh, agency people, fleet managers, businesses, anyone who's interested in trying to keep up with what's going on in the area, locations for charging, um, uh, new options for vehicles. We have Michael there every meeting giving us an update on what's happening with the VW settlement. The meeting next Wednesday, actually. Oh. Actually, not next Wednesday. It's June 7th. June uh, 7th. June 7th at 2 p.m. at uh, the library at Eustick and Cole. Uh, that is Wednesday, June 7th. We'd love to have you there. If you're interested at all in electric vehicles, join them. What time is that? It's 2 o'clock. 2 o'clock at the library on Eustick. All right. And I'll be there, too, to just give an update mm-hmm. of where we are with the VW settlement at that time. Speaking of informing our listeners on how they can get involved, we mentioned a website before the break um, so they can get more information from the DEQ about this settlement. Um, Let's make sure they know how to get there. I think the best way uh, would be to Google Idaho DEQ VW Settlement, and it'll take you to one of the first two hits that you'll see. Perfect. Google has always got the answer. Um, Okay, so you're out there um, keeping the interest alive for electric vehicles. Uh, Michael, your program will actually probably have some funding available to to assist um, the infrastructure for electric vehicles. Yeah, um, each state is allowed to spend up to 15% on transportation electrification or electrification infrastructure. And DEQ has uh, been on the record as stating that we intend to spend that full 15% of that $17.3 million on that effort. Now, our listeners here um, uh, are local, so they're, they're used to inverted air and um, hazy days of, of smoky forest fires and um, other particulates in the air uh, in, in the Treasure Valley. But it's a big state, and, and you are you run a statewide program. So what are, what are the other air quality concerns in the state of Idaho? Other areas that fall outside of VW include um, uh, wood stove air pollutants that we uh, have grant money that we execute in northern Idaho, um, n- near Kellogg uh, and in Cache Valley. Also, that we have airshed um, grant money that we utilize to help reduce emissions from wood smoke. Yeah. So these you're targeting what they call non-attainment areas or areas that tend to exceed the EPA uh, des- designated thresholds for safe air? Correct. That's one of the areas. There are other uh, designations uh, in terms of, of, of air quality impact. There are, are areas of impact that we also look at. Okay. Well, um, so in total, it's around $17 million coming to the state of Idaho. Um, do, you, do, do you anticipate this will have any sort of um, trickle-down effects into the economy? I mean, I mean, what sort of business might be spurred um, other than installing EV charging stations? And there's these retrofits you talked about in the vehicles, so I assume there'll be some um, auto mechanics that will have maybe some work out of this, or, you know, what do you, what do you expect? How do you, how do you expect this to affect the economy? Well, I think in, I can speak in general terms about how the money is executed. I mean, we'll receive project ideas to do things like install retrofits. And typically what we're going to do is we're going to execute a contract and that contract will be competed. And so the best contractor wins, so to speak. And so if those are local, local uh, mechanics that apply and are deemed like the best you know, fit for the project, then they'll certainly uh, get the economic benefit of that. But also the economic benefit comes uh, into the local communities in other ways as well. You, know, you think about uh, school buses and the, the retrofits that we've done in that regard. When we do these retrofits, what sometimes it means is less maintenance on a school bus. So you have less time being spent maintaining the school bus, and so you have a, an economic impact that way in a roundabout way. 
And certainly if a, a local vendor were to win the contract, then there would be an economic benefit in that regard as well. But also in, in, in a large part, the vehicle replacement, um, if we're replacing school buses or we're replacing uh, freight trucks or rebuilding engines for freight trucks, you're going to have better fuel efficiency, which means less fuel cost. You're going to have, um, again, less maintenance with those newer vehicles, and so there will be less cost associated with that maintenance. And certainly it also provides an opportunity for school bus or for school districts to buy additional buses. If we're providing funding to buy a school bus or a portion of a school bus, then funding that they designate for school bus purchases, because that's part of the school district's um, program is to replace older buses with new buses. So if we're providing funding, then they're a lot, then they're able to, to purchase more school buses. And so there's an economic benefit in, in that regard as well. Yeah. So the, the programs themselves, when they're implemented, it won't be, um, say it's, it's deemed uh, one of the programs in the plan would be to, you know, swap out the engines of fleet vehicles. And, but it's not going to be um, the choice of the vehicle owner to go find their provider. They'll be designated providers through the, an RFP process with the DEQ. Um, well, for, yeah, yes and no. I mean, for, for vehicle replacement, um, the program is essentially going to need to be developed in terms of how those contracts are awarded, whether or not the particular applicant is going to be putting out for bid, the cost of replacing the vehicle, and then that bid is awarded or identified through the stakeholder or if that, um, that vendor is identified through the DEQ. Those are the kind of details that haven't been worked out at this stage, and it's going to be decided on a project-by-project basis. But certainly something like that is going to occur. And, and when you're weighing the projects out um, to, to develop this plan, will you be trying to estimate the environmental impact of the, of the project? Certainly. That's one of the goals of the program is to identify projects that provide the best air quality improvements per dollar spent. And so they have a, a program that allows you to quantify what the emission reductions will be and based on the, uh, the mitigation action selected, what that cost per um, emission reduction would be. And so certainly the goal is to execute projects that give you the, sort of the most bang for your buck. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, we're mostly talking about NOx emissions here, the nitrogen oxides I mentioned earlier. Uh, because the diesels in um, uh, that the the VW diesels were putting into our air, the the program now is to try and eliminate some of the NOx that is in the ambient air currently. So the programs that will be uh, picked uh, for funding will be the ones that probably have the highest NOx emission okay. reductions associated with them. Well, the the actual details of the plan and and how it will be rolled out are are yet to come, but we've got good people working on it, and we're soliciting um, public comment to help guide the plan. How do they find that again? Uh, Google Idaho DEQ VW Settlement. Yep. Uh, If you have fleet vehicles or an interest in clean air, give them your thoughts. It's a great opportunity to weigh in. Um, Beth, any final thoughts? No, just want to let you all know that this program is out there, and uh, please uh, give your thoughts to DEQ. And if you're an electric vehicle interest type of person? We have a meeting on uh, June 7th at 2 p.m. at the Colon Eustick Library. Please join us. Great. And I'll echo what Beth said. You know, check out our website. Uh, if you have a project idea in mind, please submit it. It'll be included in our plan, and uh, we look forward to working with people. Yeah. Well, I thank you guys both for being on the show today. 
All right. Thank you for thank having you. us. You've been listening to Building a Greener Idaho, your weekly radio Boise program covering the intersection of people, profit, and place. We're on the air every Tuesday at 3 p.m., so join us next Tuesday. Take care.